You're listening to Happy Hour with Jonna and Carol. I'm Jonna Spilbore. I'm Carol Pesci. And this is the podcast version of our award-winning radio show. That's right. Now you can listen to our radio show whenever you want on your time. It's Happy Hour. What is Happy Hour? It's a 60-minute or so. Where you have a happy beginning, middle, and ending. people expect from this show number one they should expect to get some really good stuff because we have stuff a lot of stuff meaning content yeah smart guests yeah make your life better and we make you laugh laugh a little because that's about it you only go around once yeah gotta have a little fun all right listen up good morning and welcome back to happy hour with jonna and carol frankenberry here with you as well and we've got ourselves another show and another fantastic guest as always oh lined gosh. up for our second uh, our second section of the show today his name is mastin kip he's got a brand new book called claim your power also a former bestseller in daily love carol's a huge fan yes she'll, mm-hmm. she'll drool over him later on when we talk to him but uh, if he sounds at all familiar to you it's because you would have seen him on super soul sunday with oprah we're getting one step closer, John. I know, right? We're like right there. <laughs> and you know, we're, it's funny. we're an elbow away from an elbow away from her. <laughs> you guys mentioned Super Soul Sunday like everybody knows what that is. Yeah. Oh, Frankenberry. <laughs> Why would I know what Super Soul Sunday is? Because that, everybody that, knows. That's her show where she sits why, down. That's, why would that's I, the why second would I, iteration of Oprah. Like, why would that's I, her thing. But why would I know what any iteration of Oprah is? Like, you, you say that as if I would actually sit down and watch an Oprah show or an Oprah uh, interview. Okay, fine. So I'm just giving you the heads up. That. But even still, it's like uh, there are certain things I wouldn't do but I know about. Let me think of one. Oh, okay. NASCAR. You could not <laughs> stick me down. You could put money in the palm of my hand and say, sit here and watch these cars go round and round. And I'd be like, no, thank you. I'm out. Look, but I, I know, know what it is. It. I am certainly well aware of giving everybody a car. I'm not aware, I'm not aware of Super Soul Sunday. Now you are. Uh, you know I, what? I, Your and, homework and, uh, <laughs> is to watch it. No, what, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> My homework is now to be aware of it and be upset that oh, I am, and that's about as far as I go. Fine. Anyway, he's a big deal. He's a very cool guy. He's got a yeah. powerful story, boy. He, he very was, interesting uh, backstory. Yeah, he was on, on drugs and alcohol and really, really uh, low point in his life, and uh, and now is at a point where people like Tony Robbins write his blurbs on his book. I mean, yeah. Uh, and he's he got Tony on with speed Oprah. dial. Yeah. So, uh, but he's got some really <laughs> great advice. Um, I'm not going if there you've either. been, are you guys done? Sorry. Okay. So Sorry, if, if you um, Stop see me. a lot of these, <laughs> po- okay, no, it's all right. Go, 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 when you're done, go, when okay, you're done, go, you're done. <laughs> okay. If you see a lot of positive affirmations and sayings, and you've been following that advice to think positive, and there is, it is valid advice, but there's mm-hmm. more to it, and it hasn't been working for you. He's going to explain why yeah. and what what you need to do about it. So to get yourself to a better place. So, so stick around yeah. uh, for the next ten minutes, even though you might not want to. Uh, Why, what's happening in the next ten minutes? Does this have something to do with what you told me not to do earlier this morning when I let you in the door? Yes, this has everything to do with that. By I, the way, your rant this morning was hilarious. I mean, last week, not this morning. Yes, yes, yes. It's like deja vu. It's, I know. Well, you know, maybe because you listen to it over and over I know. again. Um, I, m- I missed that rant. I'm sorry. I, I haven't been on Facebook well, except to throw a link It was the one minute inside of her head. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe maybe when we come back later, we can talk about that rant a little bit because it is a, it's a, it's a thing It's happening. a valid rant. It is a valid rant. It is a very, very valid rant. I wanted to start with yet another valid rant. 
uh, if I may. Miss Rancy Pants. Well, but but here's the thing. You guys know I have not had, although I used to quite often have wardrobe malfunctions. Yeah, what's going on? It was like on? a yes. regular, remember when You're it was like right, a regular thing? Them. Wearing the dress backwards. In, in yep. the courtroom, out in New York butt. City, in the freezing. Yep. Yes. Wrap the, 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 the wrap dress open up the certain, certain yep. body parts, you know, turning to, turning to ice. Yep. Yeah. Used to happen all the time. Yeah, what's going on? I have had a pleasant reprieve <laughs> from that <laughs> until... Uh-oh. This week. Uh-oh. And I'm going to blame it on the heat. Uh-oh. So... So I have okay. So I, I'm going to tell you about that, but then I'm going to tell you my solution because I think what we have, and Carol and I are very good at this. We yep. often have like million dollar ideas, yep. and we I don't know how many we've we had. We don't do anything like, with them, but no. we have them. But we've had over a million million, million dollar, dollar ideas. ideas. So I have another one. I'm going to share with you in a second. Kay. Here's the problem. So all million dollar ideas solve a problem. So Correct. when you identify Correct. a problem, you can create something to solve it. Here's the problem. <laughs> Now, I don't know whether... Frankie Perry's face. So, the interior of my car is dark. It's a smoky gray black leather, let's just say. And the other day, I was driving, and it's hot. And this is what I do. This is my own fault. I put on the AC, but I also open the sunroof. Because I got to have like the natural yeah, light. Yeah, I like it but too. But then you don't yeah. really get AC. Like, it's freaking hot, right? So, I'm wearing a skirt. I'm driving my car, I get out, go to meet my mother for something, and she turns to me and she's like, do you sit in something? Oh, no. <laughs> turns out. Oh, no. What I sat in. I know. Was my own oh, butt sweat, sweat. Which had soaked through oh, my no. skirt. It's a lot of butt sweat. Right? Seriously. I, mean, I didn't even think like a butt could sweat that much. But when you're sitting in a dark uh, upholstered car. was your skirt? So that's what I'm trying to remember. Because I really only, I only do like black skirts. I do black. Black occasion, wouldn't have shown. Occasionally I do like a white, but it was not a white. And it could have been a gray. It might have been a gray. Okay. So now I, I come to, like, I had, had always known, like, before my mother uh, illuminated the fact that I, I was suffering from butt sweat that had gone through <laughs> my skirt, like, I would get out of the car in this heat before, like, we've had a couple of heat waves up until now, and, and I would feel moisture, but I wouldn't necessarily pay attention to it, and I'd go, you know, whatever, to school, sachet in your way, wherever right. I gotta go, you got. office, people, maybe people, clients, blah, blah, blah. And, and eventually right. the sacheting gets Geologies. enough air moving that right. it dries and I out. I feel fine, right, yeah. I feel fine. It's like having a wet diaper, not having a wet diaper. Exactly. It's all good. So my mother brings this to my attention, and I examine the problem, and I realize oh. it's this. Okay. So now I didn't know what to do about it because. When you get in the car, unless you just blast the air conditioner, it's gonna happen. You just need a towel. You need a new car. You need a towel. They have <laughs> they have cars now that the seats are air conditioned. I'm surprised yours doesn't because it's new and it's beautiful. But it's like they could blow cold air right up there. So that's so that's one solution. Yeah. I got a better solution. Sorry, I'm thinking about the first world solution. Oh, I'm, guys. No, oh, I'm still thinking about Frankenberry is how many times she has sashayed her butt around this county not realizing that right. that had that happened. That there's probably mm-hmm. the perfect shape of my large derriere in the sh- in wetness Actually, visible. It probably looks more like a Rorschach. 
It probably, probably does. There's, there's people staring at your butt. Oh One person goes, God. I see a butterfly. <laughs> Another person right. says, uh, uh, I see, I don't know. Angel um, wings. Yes, exactly. Or maybe a raccoon. A raccoon mask. Right. Because when you sit, <laughs> when you sit in the car, like right now I'm sitting on a skirt and it's all wrinkled underneath me. So oh, that's right. going to add to like a tie-dye effect. True. Tie-dye butt sweat effect. We should have taken a picture and posted on Facebook and say, what do you see? But it's hard to do that. Like Some serious right? skin wrinkles, too. You know, like if you're able to look at them, like you jump in the shower, right? If you take off the skirt. Oh, you know, the it gets skin on. wrinkles. Yeah. 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 But here, okay. So are you ready for this yeah, million okay. dollar what's your idea? Solution? Because I think I, we could do it for very little money. All right. You take a pair of underwear. Underwears. And you <laughs> sew onto the cheeks. The, the cheeks. Pause. I'm just going to tell you your idea is flawed from the beginning, but continue. All right. You can't wear a, a G-stringy, um, you can't wear butt floss, obviously. You got to have, and it's not flawed. So listen, underwears. Linda. You take, on each cheek, <laughs> you just sew another piece of material so it's like a pocket. Okay? Then you take, um, have you ever gone, well, you guys don't go to the Botox doctor, but I'll, let me tell you what the Botox doctor gives you. No. The Botox doctor gives you this, it's a gel that you put into the freezer so that it's still kind of pliable, but you put it on, you know, the various Botox in, injections and to, to calm yourself down. I store them like a chipmunk with nuts. So I have a bunch <laughs> in my freezer. Now, you take those after they're frozen. You stick them in the butt pockets that you've sewn onto your underwears because they're flexible. Because <laughs> they're flexible, right? And then and then you can drive wherever you want like woo woo woo. Now, you might have to you might have to make the pockets a little plastic so that doesn't go through right, to you're your gonna skirt. have a condensation right. and You also issue. might, you know, be considering, you know, some sort of hypothermia issue considering you're, you no. know, you're sitting down on size of my basically two no. frozen ice cubes Frank in your Mary, car. What? Do you recognize the flaw with her plan from what the beginning? What is the flaw with my plan from the beginning? Uh, I'm going I don't know, mate, what? There's already items out there? No, specifically with regard to her having this issue. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So I'd have to first buy some underwear. Thank you. See, yep, good <laughs> point. Thank you very much. But wait, all right, how about this though? When men get a vasectomy, I think there is <laughs> underwear that has pockets in it. I'm pretty sure. Frankenberry? Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, search, I'm searching the connection between oh, the extra butt sweat in your, in your skirt and a and guy a, getting a vasectomy oh, and, spe- and like some sort of it's special jock around. strap he wears when he's done. Yes, what I've heard is that men who get vasectomies have special underwears that have a pocket Hairs. because they're <laughs> get swollen and bruised so it's, and they have to put ice down there. Yeah, for a short period of time. But you see, you, you're saying you need this for the entire summertime. So you don't... Yes, for the whole season. For the whole summertime. I you think need it would be easier with, for you to get a new car. With butt pockets. <laughs> Actually, what would be easier is just put a towel on the seat. That's what I used to do no. in any car that I had that didn't have a, a towel on the seat. No, 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 no. How's that going to help? A towel. I have to put skirt. up the. I'd have to wrap my legs in a towel. No, no, then no. Put my skirt you just, on. You just That's take it. the towel. We you got st- a winner. You, st- <laughs> you just fold the towel in half and put it on the seat and sit on the towel. But how is that going to keep my butt from melting? Because you're not sitting on directly on the leather. <clears throat> I will try it. New car. I will try it. First world solution. Just get a new car. I only want to say to the people who were recently at the Walgreens while I was there. 
who may have seen. Oh, so you stopped somewhere before your mother pointed this out I to you? I had no choice. Hey, yes. Awesome. You should. If you're going to do something like this in a situation like this, you need to be stopping at Walmart or Kmart. Oh, my God. You, you know what I'm saying? Because nobody would notice. You would have been fine. See, now at Walgreens, yeah, you might stand out a little bit. True. Uh, and you just Frank now, has a point. Now I have a new solution. All right. I'm just going to cut two cheeks out of every skirt I own, not wear underwears, and then I don't have to worry about the sweat. Just my cheeks will be Nobody's sticking out gonna like and skirt chaps. You know what? And we're dating ourselves when I say it, but do you remember Ryan O'Neal in the movie So Fine? Nope. I do not, but so he was fine, a handsome So man. Fine Jeans. The jeans that had plastic... <gasps> Remember, it was, it was the movie was about him designing a pair of jeans that had oh. plastic on the butt, so you could actually see the butt cheeks through really? the jeans. Yes. Why would you create something that would highlight an area of the body that most people want to camouflage? Well, most people don't want to camouflage it anymore, Not thanks to Kim, Kim Kardashian. Kardashian. Now they want to enhance it. Mm-hmm. They want to silicone it. You know, implant it. I just want to keep mine from sweating through my skirt. <laughs> you just want to keep yours dry. <laughs> gold, That's all I care about. Gold bond and a towel. <laughs> That's all. That's degrees. what I'm thinking. Thank God for mom, though, pointing that out. I'd still, I wouldn't know. I figured, like, ah, it's just kind of wet on the inside. Good old Nance. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, so are you guys going to invest in my new company? Uh, yeah, sure. I've, uh, <laughs> Lord knows Lord knows, I've got a lot of dollars no, to invest I, in things, and this is going to be the first one I do. I have uh, invested in a car that has tan interior. So you don't have that problem? Your, your seats don't, don't get... Not that bad. Do you I'm, ever... I'm, I'm not aware of myself ever having that particular issue. Do you drive around with your sunroof open and the AC on? Definitely. Huh. Not all the time, but for sure, because I love the fresh air. I do, too. All right, so here's, okay, so, in case I do decide to get a new car, in, mm-hmm. in case my invention doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> just in case. Yeah, just it, in case it doesn't. practically but, impossible but that it can. You better, you better talk to an attorney about patenting it first before you put that idea. Oh, well, oh right. wait. Oh. Oh, wait. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to, I need to ride around in your car and see if my butt sweats through the skirt in your tan interior. <laughs> what are friends for? What? Come on. <laughs> what are friends for? And I want, and if that solves the problem, then my next car is going to have a lighter interior. Okay, just in case. All right, good. You know when, what? When when do you got a couple hours? I'll free? take one for the team there. <laughs> I'll I'll let you. All right. I'll let you do that. And you're probably gonna have to take a picture too, so I can see. Although for the last time I let you hang out in my car for a while, I ended up with pink feather boas oh, all over God, the freaking right? place for all months. All over. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll leave the boa at home. <laughs> <laughs> so John of Burlesque in your car? What the? What we is that all about? We were getting an award. We were getting an award. Best oh, of the hot of Best radio must, program. Must wear pink boa must if wear. getting an award. Yes. Okay, yeah, and we happened ahead. to take my car, and she's yeah. flapping that thing all over. It was months. It was literally months. I would be picking up pink feathers <laughs> in the back of my car. Ah, those were the days. Yeah. So, all right, why don't we take a quick break? Yes. Oh, yeah, so yeah. when we come back, yep, we're going to be talking with oh. Mastin Kip, yeah. uh, author, founder of Daily Love, and his most recent book, Claim Your Power, a 40-day journey to dissolve the hidden blocks that keep you stuck and finally thrive in your life's unique purpose. He's wow, sharp that is and one he's heck of cool. A I know. And then his last book had a much shorter one. It was Growing Into Grace yeah. for Daily Love. But Daily he's love. really cool. He's really smart. You're going to want to listen to what he has him. to say. Yeah. If you're feeling stuck, you can be unstuck in about oh, gosh, 20 minutes. So good. That's what's next. This is Happy Hour with Jonna and Carol. Jonna and Carol on K104. It's Happy Hour. Live better, laugh harder. It's Happy Hour with Jonna and Carol. 
And this is Happy Hour on K104 with Jonna and Carol. And I know that Carol is extremely excited. <laughs> no, the that. word she used was drooling. Okay, droolingly excited to totally get to our non- next guest. Non- threatening, non-offensive way. Not that kind of drool. Right. The author of Daily Love. We're going to talk to Mastin Kip right now, and I'm going to let the, the drooler get to it. <laughs> That'll be his next book, The Daily Drool Yes. with Mastin Kip. Oh, my goodness. He's so much better than this. Um, so uh, if, if you listen to the show at all, you know that Jonna and I are, are both huge advocates of reading and personal development oh, yeah. and um, just love to read, love to learn. And uh, a number of months ago, I, w- I don't even remember what brought it across my my consciousness, but um, Mastin Kip's book, Daily Love, and I even love his subhead, it's Growing Into Grace. Oh, Isn't that beautiful? Um, with um, a blurb from Tony Robbins. Um, uh, and who's I, that? <laughs> who's that guy? <laughs> so absolutely loved Daily Love. I love Masson's story. And, and for anybody, who, and I'm going to ask him in a minute here to talk about it. Anybody who has, uh, looks at somebody who you think they've made it and it's been easy, this guy has had his challenges and that makes him mm-hmm. all the more of an authority for us to listen to. Um, he's... Um, so on the line with us, we have Mastin Kip. He's the number one best-selling author, speaker, and creator of functional life coaching. We're going to find out what that is. For people who are seeking rapid transformation in their lives, he has been featured on the Emmy Award-winning show Super Soul Sunday with, I don't know, what's her what name? What is her name? What is her oh, name again? I always forget. Oh, oh, oh Oprah. Oh, That's yeah. right. Okay. Um, he So he's been featured on Super Soul Sunday. He recognized as a thought leader for the next generation by Oprah Winfrey. That's who it was. Mastin has built a highly successful international personal development company that helps people create rapid change, excuse me, connect to who they really are and how to live their lives with passion and purpose. Through his writing, online courses, in-person seminars, and international retreats, Mastin has worked with over 2 million people. Told you it was a big deal. Just a few. In over 100 countries around the world, here to talk to us about his latest book, Claim Your Power. Mastin, welcome to our show. Hi, guys. I, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm not sure I can live up to all that, but I'm going to do my best. <laughs> and uh, I might be drooling at the end of this, too. <laughs> but, uh, well, we're, we are kind of fun, too. So, um, <laughs> I, so I, I would love if you could take a moment um, before we get into the content and share with our listeners, if they're not yet familiar with who you are, and you do have a, a huge following, you are very well known in this industry, but if you could please just take a little bit of a backtrack and share with our listeners your story of where you came from and how that helped you grow into what you do now. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I mean, um, just for context, you know, especially with adults, people like to know, like, why am I listening? So, you know, today I'm able to sort of enjoy, uh, you know, some freedom, travel freedom, time freedom, money freedom, uh, a great relationship, a business and and a way of earning money that's really meaningful and purposeful and and profitable for me, Uh, understanding how to, you know, have energy and wake up excited and uh, all that jazz and, and really make an impact on the world, regardless of what's happening out there and that was never always the case that's something I try to earn every day Um, I started out in the music business as a manager in the music business which is a little strange if you don't understand how the music business works but you're sort of a rock star's implementer you implement their dreams basically and you're also kind of their therapist and um, I got to a point uh, working with very successful clients where I was at my peak dream living inside of it and uh, was just not happy. You know, I had a client that was winning Grammys, uh, was producing show at the Grammys, and they were playing in front of 60,000 people, and it just was not 
what I saw as uh, a joyful experience for me. And I was also, you know, addicted to drugs and alcohol and then had this crazy downturn. And when I got sober, uh, through sort of willpower, never, I didn't go to rehab. That would have been nice. Probably would have been a wiser <laughs> path. <laughs> but um, I kind of white-knuckled it. But my, my, my intention was to feel as good off the drug as I did on the drugs because there was some enjoyment, I'll say that, um, along the way. But there was a lot of problems and addiction and all the things that come with that. Uh, relationship problems and you know financial problems and uh, career problems and so I started on my own personal development journey and because of all the recommendation engines you know Amazon and iTunes just like basically consume self-help the way I was consuming drugs previously um, and started helping people and uh, through after about two years of couch surfing basically took, had the courage to start my own business, which is always a kind of a scary thing to go from that certainty of a job into the uncertainty of a business. Yep. And um, that was, that was been, it's been a slow climb, and I've been doing this for about 12 years now, and um, have made some key distinctions, uh, I think, in the space, and very excited to talk about how to apply them and how to have it be uh, really results-driven. And, um, but, you know, that, if I had to give you the cliff's notes, that's what it would be. A lot of pain turned into a lot of service, basically. <laughs> well, and you... And- I don't know anybody who really has gone on to do anything great or become great. And and my definition of that is not just having a house by the ocean or financial means while there's nothing wrong with that at all. By great, I mean serving and I mean making a difference for other people in a in a in a either small way or huge way. But I don't nobody's ever done that without first having had their pain, their trauma, their experience of being at a point where you're saying, why me? What, like, why is this yeah. happening to me? Where do I even go from here? And, sure. and that, it, Mastin, you would not be reaching the millions we just talked about today and helping them had you not gone through what was such a difficult time for you. Yeah, I mean, it, there seems to be something about pain and trauma that's a, definitely a prerequisite for purpose. Yeah. I, you know, one of my things is I can, uh, if, no matter what someone's been through, I can help them find meaning, purpose, and, and, and resilience and success in it. I can't tell you why it happened to you, but mm-hmm. I can help you now that we're on the other side of it. Um, and, and that's what has been my focus is the forward momentum. And, you know, interestingly enough, my, both my parents are biologists and PhD and stuff like that. So I was raised in this research environment with a scientific method. And as soon as I got into the personal development space, I was very confused because there were all these claims being made without a lot of research. And I, I, I was very skeptical in the beginning because, you know, uh, it, 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 our space produces some incredible healers yep. and then a bunch of people who just are good marketers. And I've always been very weary of, um, of, of claims and stuff like that. But, the, you know, the deeper I've gotten into understanding the data, the research, working with all the clients I've worked with, really been able to figure out some, some key distinctions to how people get results, which is, you know, what I'm all about, is, is, is serving people and actually getting results and not just having it, you know, reading the first chapter or two and having an aha moment and then going on with your life. <laughs> you know, actual transformation is what I love. Well, I've already been deeply moved and impacted and enlightened by what I've read so far, and I'm not even completely done with Claim Your Power. Uh, because you answered a question that I have had on my mind because there's, uh, I mentioned I, I consume so much of this self-help. I'm so hungry for it. I want to understand what makes us tick, what makes us grow, what makes us f- fulfill our purpose. And 
this notion, I don't even really want to call it a notion, but the popularity of simply positive thinking will get you what you want has yeah. has not always worked for me. Sometimes it does. And you, with your uh, explanation of the five levels of when we have trauma, and if you want to go through that quickly to explain, sure. if we're trying to, to just uh, impact our thoughts and our behavior without the root below that yeah. is why you could be spinning your wheels, reading these books, applying what you think should be working and it doesn't it's not your That's fault right. there's nothing yeah. wrong with you right. so if you could yeah, explain no, you're, you're, you're spot on um, and, and basically so yeah I mean in general you go on Facebook today and, and you're probably going to see an inspirational quote card uh, the self-help uh, business and, and world has gone from the occult section to you know the cover of magazines um, and you know there, there's, a, there's a plethora of content and information out there and I am not against pretty much any of it um, it's, I look at it like a buffet. Like, it's kind of like pick your preference. But the, the thing that the personal development space has not answered yet, um, and, and it is starting to now, and, and that's really what my work is about, is, is, is highlighting this, is looking at the root cause of why you're stuck. And essentially, we take a very different approach to life transformation and the standard coach or even therapist or psychologist because we don't pathologize behavior. What I mean is we don't make what someone did necessarily wrong. Uh, values can be wrong. If someone breaks the law, obviously they should go to jail. But from the lens of trauma, there's no such thing as bad behavior. There's just adaptation behavior. And so when someone is either procrastinating or if they're reading books and not implementing or if they're repeating the same relationship in different shoes, um, you know, even down to like murder, right? That's adaptation behavior. And um, there's a lot of research about, you know, the emergence of um, psychopaths in society today as an evolutionary adaptation to this crazy, intense, insane environment that we're in. So is it illegal? Yes. Should there be values and should there be belief systems that shouldn't be on the earth because they don't serve humanity? Absolutely. But we have to look at the root cause, and the root cause is emotional trauma. And trauma isn't just domestic abuse or something, you know, having bad parents. Trauma is being in a soul-sucking job, being in a toxic relationship. Trauma is living with a chronic illness or, you know, having chronic disease. Trauma is uh, experiencing low-level depression or anxiety consistently. All of those things produce emotional trauma, which is wounding. And then we have these behaviors that help us cope and adapt to those wounds. So when you look at procrastination or you look at, you know, fill in the blank why you're not doing something, you know, the, the answer is not to double down on going harder and get less sleep and work harder or just use affirmations and positive psychology um, only. Now, as a, as a practice, that's a good thing. Like, lettuce is good, too. But you want more in your salad, and you got to look at the root cause. And the root cause is the trauma work, and that's really what's emerging. The functional models are emerging both in uh, uh, the healthcare world and then also in the mental health field. And the thing that I'm most excited about is bringing trauma and what I call trauma hacking and this functional life coaching model to the forefront because it's the missing and it's the beginning piece. So it doesn't matter what you're doing, life coaching, meditation, spirituality, yoga, breath work, therapy, you've got to be focusing on uh, the trauma piece. And if you're not, you will absolutely stay stuck. And if you look at what's happening in the world today mm -hmm. through the lens of trauma, it makes a lot more sense <laughs> than otherwise. Because otherwise it just seems like all hell's breaking loose. So Mastin, this is Jonna. You just validated something for me because I'm partway through the audio version of Claim your power, which I'm finding fascinating. But I got mad at you when I was listening to it. 
Because what, what I thought the message was is the thing that's holding you back, it doesn't matter wh- wh- who you are, what you're trying to do, the thing that holds everybody back is trauma. And I got mad yeah. because I'm like, how dare you say that I've been traumatized? I haven't been traumatized, but now I'm going through the pieces of the book where you sort of walk people through the things that could have traumatized you. Yeah, you <laughs> like, don't even realize that you don't it. realize happened to you. And I think what's going to happen to me when I get farther through this book is um, magic. So I now I went from being mad at you to being very appreciative of you. I just you wouldn't you be know the that. first and you won't be the last. <laughs> Good. Well, and, and here, something else you talk about, which I want you to you cover here, people say follow your bliss and you talk about following your blisters. And, yep. and, I, and I equate it to if you get a splinter and it hurts and you just want to cover it up and leave it there and not deal with it, not look at it, not clean it out and get rid of it, it's going to fester and make you sick. Yep. Okay. And and when we have these things that we happen to us and we think, ah, it's no, not really a big deal. And through your beautiful, loving, logical guidance to help people say, look, come with me. Don't be afraid. We got to get in there. We got to get yeah. in there and take a look at it. Yeah, don't be afraid of the emotion. Let's work our way through it because then the behaviors that you want to get are going to come easier to you. A hundred percent. I mean, so... So, it, it, you know, it doesn't matter if you're looking at trying to create more financial freedom, uh, starting or growing a business, if you want to either get into a relationship or, you know, get your relationship back on track. Uh, it doesn't really matter what your goal is, weight loss, healing a chronic illness. Um, this is the stuff that we have to talk about. And, and the emotional work is the most important uh, healing and high-performance work that you'll be able to do. And here, here's what's interesting. You know, I work with a lot of uh, different uh, clinical folks and medical folks, and functional medicine is emerging. Dr. Mark Hyman is probably the leader of the functional medicine space. And they take a similar approach with, um, with, when it comes to medical issues. So, like, for example, if somebody has uh, high cholesterol, a doctor who's not a functional doctor will just give you what's called a statin, like Lipitor, to just artificially lower your cholesterol, um, which is better than having high cholesterol. However, a functional doctor will ask, well, why do you have high cholesterol and they'll start looking around and they'll do tests and they want to look at why and maybe it's a fatty liver issue or there's a gut inflammatory or leaky gut issue or who knows why but they'll find it and then they they solve the root cause issue which eliminates the need for medication uh, because you solve it at the level of the root cause and then it goes away and so the same approach has to happen emotionally but what's interesting is that it's the emotional stuff that is causing the chronic illness because when we have the trauma we're coping through eating sugary foods, overconsumption or addiction um, of many different substances, uh, constantly in a state of fight or flight, cortisol, adrenaline, adrenal fatigue, all that stuff, leaky gut, and that will lead to what's called dysbiosis and or chronic health issues. And so, you know, this is really the root of not just high performance, but if you have a chronic illness, there's absolutely uh, emotional trauma underneath. In fact, one of the root causes of chronic illness is inflammation in the body, and inflammation is the body's response the trauma. So it's, it's a very interesting sort of a cycle and circle where we're looking at the combination of emotional well-being with physical mm-hmm. well-being. It makes complete Completely. sense. And, it, and it's counterintuitive to say, look, if you've been hurt, you know, we just want to get away from it. We don't want to relive it. We don't want to experience it. We want to get away right. from it. But if you just cover it up, 
it's still there. And and I love how you quoted uh, Dr. Candice uh, per from, uh, yeah. oh my God, that book's amazing, Molecules of Emotion, that your body remembers everything. Your, we Science right. now knows your cells hold memory, not just your brain. Right. Your physical right. cells in your body hold memories. Well, and not only that, um, you know, epigenetics and the whole genomics world is exploding since we've mapped the human genome this uh, century. And what we now know through epigenetics, which is basically how our genes behave, whether they're turned on or off, which is like very important for function. Um, and, you know, that's passed down generationally. So if your grandmother, your great-grandmother, your grandfather, your great-grandfather had a, uh, had a trauma or something, that gets passed down. So, so you're inheriting the wounds and the resilience of your ancestors as well. So, so it's not just like you, you were born into it. <laughs> so it's, it's anyone who's trying to change their life, like it, I salute you because you're turning around not just your life, but you're, like the entire lineage of your family's lives as well. Oh, crap. <laughs> That's why it feels like turning the Titanic sometimes. You know? it's like, oh, oh, my God. No. Why is it so hard? It, it does, but <laughs> you know? I'll tell you. But but a few aha moments and a few uh, uh, pieces of the right insight can completely turn your ship around. And, I, Mastin, really? you're one of those voices. Your your book is just powerful. We're talking with uh, Mastin Kip here, founder of Daily Love, author of Daily Love, author of uh, his latest book, Claim Your Power. Can we talk for a minute, um, Mastin, about how you define purpose and, and what is the role of finding our purpose? plays in us living a healthier, more fulfilling life? Well, it's everything. There's, I mean, it's so important. There's so many books that have been written on it. And so when I decided to write this book, I was like, does the world really need another book on purpose? I think Rick Warren got it covered. Um, but the answer is yes, because um, what I've seen is there, there isn't a common definition. You know, I was raised in a scientific household. You know, the scientists worldwide agree on the definition of terms, and that has not happened yet uh, in the personal development space. And so I, my definition of purpose is primarily it's an emotional state because if you look at anything that you want to create in your life, whether it's a relationship, a job, financial, goal, weight loss, you name it, Everything we go for is really just an emotional target. So we're looking not just for the money, but we're looking for safety and, and freedom. You know, we're not looking just for a relationship. I'm sure that most people don't just want to be next to a human being who's alive, who's of legal age, whose heart beats and they breathe. Like that's probably not what, why they're in a relationship. They probably want to feel excitement, connection, romance, safety, belonging, all that type of stuff. So when we start to realize that life is about hitting emotional targets and emotional goals, then we have to start to have awareness of, well, how do I want to feel? And then I want to learn how to feel that way and then express it in the world in the form of service to others. So the good news in that is a lot of people think their job or their relationship or being a parent is their purpose. That can provide a sense of purpose, but the other thing is if you lose your job, uh, God forbid your child or relationship, a lot of people can feel like they don't have purpose. But when they realize that their purpose is primarily an emotional state that they can generate within themselves and then express to others in the form of service, the outward form of what you think your purpose is can change, but you always know that you have your purpose. And when you feel useful, when you feel purposeful, when you realize that never goes away and it's in your control, you know, there's studies that show that that can extend your life up to, you know, 10, 15 years. It can lower cholesterol. I there's all it. kinds of amazing mm-hmm. things that a sense of purpose can do. And I think a part of that comes with asking the right questions. When something crappy happens to us that we don't deserve, we don't ask for, I think one of the normal things for us to go to is, why me? What did I do to deserve this? And you'll get all the lovely answers that come along with that. But if you can look, look, whatever happened, happened. Not saying you deserve it, not saying you asked for it, but it happened. So you can wallow in, why me? Or you can say, all right, I can't deny it. I can't 
undo it. It happened. How can I serve? How can I use this to then create a better life for myself and other people? Start asking different questions. Yes. I mean, yeah, you're, you're definitely, t- I mean, the, the idea of um, victimization or victim is a really big topic, especially today. Um, you know, we have the whole national uh, Me Too conversation. Obviously, politics has really stirred up this conversation. And um, the way that I view that is that there's, there's two ways, you have to look at it from two perspectives. One is you have to acknowledge the victimization. So if something is, you know, if something is per- perpetuated or per- perpetrated on somebody, whether it's a assault, it's a unfair treating, it's discrimination, like you name it, like you have to bear witness to it, and you have to bear witness to the wound. It can't go unacknowledged, and that's what's happening today. Is there's a lot of wounds that are going unacknowledged, um, and then once you acknowledge it. You can't just acknowledge it. The next step is to say, and now I'm going to be responsible for how I respond to this. Yes, 100%. But the the problem is people jump straight into the, oh, no, it's on you. And that's where you get into the whole, like, blame the victim conversation um, and or not having compassion for someone who's going through something very difficult. So you want to witness the wound, you want to acknowledge the wound, you want to recognize the wound, and then you want to say, you know what, and how I respond is up to me. And that's the hard part, is, is, is looking at not you're responsible for what happened to you, but now that you got it, you're responsible with how you respond, and that's a big leap. It takes people yeah. a lot of practice to get out of that. <laughs> it's not easy. A piece of advice else I tell people on a regular basis, there's what has happened to you, and then there's who you are in relationship to that. And, right. and that part is always in your hands. And handle it in a way that when this is behind you, and someday it will be, be proud of, of who you were through it, because how you Solid. go through it is, is in your hands. Solid. Yep, 100%. Madison, before we um, wrap up, I want, can you clarify something for me, please? What role does fear play in claiming your power? Because if I'm listening to you correctly, you're like, fear's your friend. <laughs> am I did I, am I getting that yeah, or am I not so, getting it? Yeah, yeah. Um, good question. So, so, you know, the Greeks in their wisdom had seven words for love uh, because different types of love mean different things. Eros is more of a sexual love and agape is more of a heart love. Um, and if you arrow someone and someone else only agapes you, then you know, use the word love, they're gonna be confused because it has two different meanings. Um, that was, that's called the friend zone, by the way. Um, so, so fear is the same way. Like we have this one word for fear, but if you look at like how we are built, and how the nervous system works, like there's a, a very important purpose for fear, which is called safety. Now, the problem is when you experience trauma, the technical term is hypervigilance. So what happens is we're, we're aroused, not sexually aroused, but we're just, we feel stress, we feel anxiety, and then we have this, what's called hypervigilance, and our brain and our entire nervous system is constantly on the lookout for threat. And because it doesn't want to get hurt like it did in the past. That might be a breakup. That might be not repeating a childhood trauma. That might be not repeating a, a, a bankruptcy. You name it. Um, the problem is, is that when we get into the spiritual or personal development community, they're going to tell you fear is false evidence appearing real. And maybe from a spiritual perspective, if you're God, that's, that's the case. But everyone that's listening to this right now has an amygdala, has a nervous system, has adrenal, adrenal glands, has cortisol. And especially if they're just getting started, you have to acknowledge the fear and say, this is a good thing. It's trying to keep me safe. This is an adaptive uh, thing that I have that's helping me stay safe. And I have to realize that if I'm in a burning building, 
don't face your fear, okay? Get out of there. <laughs> don't be like Mastin said, face my fear in a burning building. That's good fear. That's survival fear. It's why we have those systems in the body. However, 99.99999% of the rest of the time, starting a business, going live on Facebook, saying I love you, asking to be in a relationship, leaving a toxic relationship, you know, charging for your worth if you're a coach, like whatever your thing is, that's always going to be fearful because you're stepping out into uncertainty and your nervous system is trying to keep you safe. So fear is a tricky thing because sometimes fear is a good thing where it's going to keep you safe, like the burning building, but most of the time it's keeping you stuck. And so we have to have a difference between the two things. And so that's why I do fear is survival fear. But then I have what's called a survival pattern. That's what I call it. That's like a procrastination, doubting your intuition. There's lots of different versions of survival patterns that are basically adaptations that keep you safe, but they're, they're really not serving you. And the thing is, is that you and your friends, if you get in cahoots together, can talk each other right out of your dreams with procrastination or playing small or whatever it might be. So you want to really be mindful of who you're around. But not all fear is created equal. Brilliant. Uh, Mastin, we're wrapping up here with Mastin Kip, author and founder of Daily Love, author of Claim Your Power. You have an event coming up in July. Can you talk about that for a minute in Orlando? Oh, yeah, sure. So um, so what I do is called functional life coaching. And, and basically, that's like we help people create you know, the life of their dreams uh, with a lot less stress and get to actually go beyond information and implementation. And we do it as fast as possible. Um, and that process is uh, functional life coaching. And Claim Your Power Live is a four-day event. And it's an experience. And yes, we have online courses and yes we have the book um, so those are available to you but there's nothing quite like a live event uh, to get you going and so that's July 12th to 15th down in Orlando and uh, Claim Your Power Live are the tickets and it's a, a great place to come and not just uh, meet a great soul tribe of folks but um, to also you know have an experience and to really start to build this resilience and to take really big leaps where, um, where can people find more out about that Mastin and where can oh, they get uh, tickets claimyourpowerlive.com Okay, very good. And then I want to make sure people know how to follow you. All your books are available on Amazon, I'm, I'm sure. Yep. Um, and then how do they follow you on social media, Facebook, oh, yeah. Instagram? Just basically at Mastin Kip, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you name it, I'll be there. Uh, you are <laughs> awesome. I can't thank you enough for taking the time to talk with us. Oh, and, guys, and for the, a pleasure. The courage you've shown to share your story and, and to, to grow through your pain and then share it with the rest of us. Thank you so much for that. Uh, so it's been a pleasure, guys. Thank you so much for having me. All on. right, thanks, so Mayor Mastin. I'm drooling. But <laughs> 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 we did it. There you go, Carol. <laughs> right. Good job. All right, all right. Uh, so let's take a break. When we yep. come back, we'll yep. have a little bit more. All right, more from Happy Hour is on the way. It's Jonna and Carol. This is K104. Jonna and Carol on K104. It's Happy Hour. Laugh more, stress less. It's Happy Hour with Jonna and Carol. It is Happy Hour with Jonna and Carol. Hello, ladies. Hello, Frankenberry. Well, Mastin Kip, that was that was just that was a really cool, comfortable interview. And it I tell was. You what, it's a really good way to describe his it. story. is uh, His story is certainly fascinating. You know, I mean, the fact that he was uh, down so low, but I do like the fact that he did happen to mention, "Hey, look, I know I was down low, but it was kind of fun on occasion." Uh, but <laughs> really I really keeping it real. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. But uh, yeah, you can certainly learn something from him and those two books. Yeah, definitely yeah. pick up the books. I'm halfway through Claim Your Power. I'm loving it. Um, okay, so uh, he, he actually touched on something in his interview that's sort of kind of close to something I wanted to touch on before we go today because he had mentioned the, the whole Me Too movement. And um, I got 
Twitter bashed. Uh oh. Not the first time, won't be the last. <laughs> Twitter bashed? Twitter bashed. I didn't by know some... you're on Twitter all that much. Well, so no, I'm not on all that much, but when I do like uh, TV shows and radio shows, they'll always promote their guests. And oh, right, so right, I, right. I kind of get okay. into it that way. And uh, so I said something on a national radio show. It was sort of in jest, but I really meant it. And what we were talking about is um, cat calling. You know, like when women walk down the street and they were making a big deal of it like a year or so ago. They did studies and they, they followed this one woman around to see how many times men would say something. I remember that one, yes. And so I was making a comment that I actually do not mind cat calls. I kind of think they're, you know, I mean, I'm not talking about somebody who's following you around, you know, drooling or, you know, trying to stalk you and get you home. I just mean that, you know, you walk down the street, if somebody whistles or says, hey, beautiful or whatever, I don't mind it. In fact, sometimes if these days you walk down the street and they don't do that, I'm like, hey, <laughs> I just got my hair done. Say something. So anyway, so a Twitter follower said that that kind of behavior on my part is promoting, quote, male toxicity. Now, I don't even know what that means, <laughs> but I don't think it's good. So um, my question to you guys is, oh, I mean, because here's the thing. People are on social media all the time. Women especially, but men too, post a lot of selfies. I'm not a big selfie person. Occasionally I do do it. But why do we post selfies on social media? We post selfies on social media because we kind of want the attention, no? I mean, why not, else? Not kind of. Right? If, why are you posting your Period. face? Period. Why are you posting a picture of you, you know, driving in the car? Why are you posting pictures of yourself in the gym mirror? Like, what? You're Making doing that. Making duck lips. Exactly. You're doing that for attention. Mm. So, if that's okay, why is it not okay that I'm okay with walking down the street and having a guy say, you know, hey, gorgeous, or whatever. Whatever the words are. What I think... It's no different. I don't think it's a bad thing for a guy to show his appreciation for your looks. Mm-hmm. Certainly, is there a way of going too far with that or getting of vulgar? Course. That's not yes. okay. Oh, yeah. I agree you, with you. you. We saw that at, uh, in the World or, Cup the other day. Some, big deal. Hey, say, hey, beautiful, or, you know. Yeah, big you, deal. You single. Listen, Linda, the day's going to come, like you said, when they stop, stop it. doing stop that. It. Stop, it. Like, stop it. Stop it. Stop. Stop. Come on. Doesn't Stop. anybody Stop. appreciate how I look today? Um, that I don't day, think that day's already coming. Yeah. That day, <laughs> I don't think it's a horrible thing. I do think people can take it too far, but yeah. what's the big deal? And you're right. The the way mostly women um, are posting pictures of themselves, and, and you even mentioned this on uh, K104 earlier in the week. I, I did. Where it's like you're acting like, oh, I just picked up a latte, but... You know what? Your cleavage is showing more prominently exactly. than your latte. You're right. holding Come that on. latte in between your boobs. And that's what people are looking at in the picture. Which, and you're trying to act like that's not the case. But it is a case. And you know what? That's okay with me, too. If that's what you choose right. to do. Right. You know, look, I'm sure there is there is certainly a time where somebody's going to look at you and say, you know, my eyes are up here. And you're going to say, <laughs> well, then why did you wear what's down there? Do you know what I mean? That right. kind of thing. Look, right. if if you're wearing something to get attention, you just have to be self-aware of that fact. Right. All right. If yes. Right. But if you're not, you know, and there is there is something to be said for catcalling on the street that there is there is a certain guy out there that feels that he is entitled and allowed to do that and some women just they don't appreciate that they don't want a guy mm-hmm. doing what they think is something that's degradating to them and because I, I appreciate the women who don't appreciate it my point is 
I'm okay with it. That doesn't mean that I am contributing to the, quote, male toxicity or I'm contributing to the disempowerment of women. I am not offended by it. There are other things that I that might offend me that aren't going to offend you. Right. And, and there is nobody should bash you on what you feel is appropriate for you. Mm-hmm. You know, right. as long as those guys, those construction workers don't go too far. Right. With the comments and right. with the, because, you right. know, that's that, that's very easily done. Yes. You know, it's very easily done where somebody just goes from saying, hey, you look great today, baby, to what I'd like to do to you because oh, you look no great. Way. And that's, yeah. and, and that's, you know, sometimes that's just the very easy mm, next no. step for some of these yes. guys because these guys are trying to one up each other. And now you've got the toxic environment that some people get upset with, that all you need is that one cat call that you find okay, mm-hmm. now the rest of the gang starts chiming in and it just escalates and it gets worse. And I think that's some of the places that people are coming from, other women are coming from, mm-hmm. is that allowing the one allows the rest. It allows, I, it allows <clears throat> you know, the one good apple is still going to bring in a bunch mm-hmm. of bad ones. Mm-hmm. I've, You're making a point. Not in my lifetime. And I've had people comment. I've had people whistle. Of course. Of course. Um, never in my life have I had it Escalate or a group of people, and then they carry it. I just never have experienced that. But it can. Yeah, and especially when there's a mob. You know, like a a group of guys feel more empowered, and they, you know, there is a certain level of uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, You wouldn't do it on your own. But the but oh, the, like the, the, the the mob the, 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 mentality yeah the mob of. mentality kind of thing where you feel a strength in being able to say something that you certainly wouldn't say on your own to a woman but if I got five guys that are doing the whistling at the same time I can take it a step further than I normally mm-hmm. would and now I've gone beyond what might be considered just a compliment I I was I don't know we're gonna wrap up here a uh, month or two ago. Um, taking laundry out of the little house I own in mm-hmm. Beacon. Mm-hmm. Crossing the street, hair up, no makeup, and I'm going with bags of, of sheets and laundry about to cross the street, and this guy is driving down. He stops his car. He goes, I have to tell you, you are about the most beautiful woman I've seen today. And I looked at him, and I pointed to my head. I go, really? He goes, well, yeah, that's just it. I guess he's the kind of guy that doesn't want women all made up yep. and trying too hard right. and appreciated the more natural look. Now, so did, did you feel proud of that. Did you feel scared or intimidated, not at all. or were you like, I thanks, not and get, then he kept going? Yep, I didn't get that vibe at all. Because I'm, you right, know, I'm not, not stupid either. Yeah, exactly. Right. No. And, and, and I agree with that guy, by the way, because I saw what overly makeup women look like when I was doing that Tony thing, and like, you had the bright oh, lights yeah. on them. And it's you like you look at me every week. No, no, you're not. You're, you're <laughs> oh, nowhere. Totally you're am. not. No, you're not in that in that Tony ballpark that I was oh, at. You know, a couple on. of Sundays I know you're ago. You're into but, my butt sweat. Do you remember that show, yeah. the Drew Carey show? <laughs> what was her name? Mimi. The, um, oh yeah. Yes. And I remember there was she had that bright blue eye shadow that she used to wear. Yeah. I remember there was one scene where she was crying into Drew's shoulder. He was wearing a white shirt, and then she stepped away, and her whole <laughs> face—you could see her blue eyes in the flagon. <laughs> like, like the shroud of Turin. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, this is fun, but All I think right, we got to wrap. Yeah. Yes, we do actually, and we can certainly talk about more this. And similar things oh, yeah. more in the future. Yes. So, all right. Well, it was a great show today. Thank you very much again to Mastin, Mastin Kip. Kip. His latest book is called Claim Your Power. The one that Carol fell in love with to start with is called Daily Love. And uh, make sure that if you, for some reason, just tuned in now, go to the website. K104online.com you will be able to find the podcast from the entire show because you uh, slash happy hour and slash happy hour sorry I forgot that part and uh, you'll definitely want to listen to what uh, Kip had to say this morning yeah he was awesome alright we'll be back again next Sunday it's happy hour it happens every week at this time and we'll miss you till then 
Thanks so much for listening to Happy Hour with John and Carol. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you really loved it, we would love you back if you give us a review on iTunes. Check us out on the web. You can join us there at netchicks.tv as well as on Facebook as Netchicks TV. See you next time.